This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche, in part four of his Thus Spoke Zarathustra, came up with what he thought was a groundbreaking idea. The idea was the eternal recurrence of the same, that everything ultimately reoccurs. Now, I am convinced after watching the Browns play in Seattle and then subsequently going on X or Twitter that Nietzsche had to be a Browns fan. And while he was writing Thus Spoke Zarathustra, he had to be perusing Brown's Twitter after a loss because it is the eternal recurrence of the same after the Browns lose. Fire Stefanski, takeaways, play calling abilities, defense is crap, the offense is crap, special teams are crap, Andrew Barry's crap. Nietzsche, Nietzsche saw this and knew that the eternal recurrence of the same was a disease of Browns fans. You're listening to the What the Elf Was That podcast, an iconoclastic look at the latest Cleveland Browns news. The What the Elf Was That podcast is part of the Fanatical Elves podcast network, a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Here's your host, Joel Cade. Hi, everybody. Welcome to What the Elf Was That. If you don't know me or you don't listen to our other podcast, the Cleveland Browniacs with Elliot Kennel, Elliot and Kennel and I, you you probably don't know that I have a strong philosophical background. I've done a lot of reading and studying philosophy, master's degree, worked on a PhD, <clears throat> all this kind of stuff. So I know a lot about philosophy, and I don't really bring it into this, this genre because we're talking about sports, and I don't want to talk in such a way that like I lose people. And that's okay, but like Brown's Twitter is so Nietzsche in so many ways. But I think the eternal recurrence of the same perfectly sums up what Brown's Twitter is. You win, everybody's going to the Super Bowl, it's coach of the year. You lose, we got to fire this, fire that, fire guy, this, that, whatever. Sean Watson's a terrible trade, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I literally got finished watching the Seahawks game. Got on Twitter just to see what was said. And my first tweet that I saw in my timeline was, okay, guys, who do we blame this loss on with a poll? Kevin Stefanski, the front office, the defense, or P.J. Walker? That's just just where we're at. But it's actually kind of depressing, but maybe I'll get into this later. But at some point, Browns fans, we need to be better. Okay. I used to write for Dog Pound Daily, and I would get these Twitter warriors, these Twitter heroes, the real Twitter American hero would come in to righteously defending somebody, and they would say, you need to be better. Well, Twitter people, you need to be better. Okay? 
But before I go on some angry rant, which I really want to go on right now, I'm going to try to talk about this Seahawks game. Yeah, in fact, I'm just going to go on an angry rant. People on Twitter make me mad. I don't know if they make me mad. It just it, it, it just makes my stomach churn. And here's why. Okay, the Browns have not had their starting quarterback since week three. We're coming up on week eight, I believe. I believe it's week eight, maybe week nine. I don't remember. I've lost track. That's how awesome the season is. But you've been playing your backup quarterbacks for the last five games. Um, Yeah, last five games or four games. Enough that I believe the Browns' record in those games are two and two right now, four games. So if the Browns lose their starting quarterback, the goal of the backup quarterback is to keep the team at 500 until the starting quarterback can come back. You're just trying to tread water. And that's what the Browns have done. What more do you want from this team? Okay. Your head coach comes out and coaches a a brilliant masterpiece, which most games are brilliant masterpieces. Keeps the team in the game. Coach Stefanski has elevated Baker Mayfield's play. Elevated anybody's Jacoby Brissett. Probably getting more out of P.J. Walker than anybody else has. Certainly more than Matt Rule did in Carolina. But it's never enough. And, and I don't blame the average Joe Blow guy that gets on Twitter. I, I don't blame them. I, I really don't. The people I blame on Twitter are the 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 real Twitter hero. You know, the the Twitter guy. The Then you know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to name them all out. But there are a certain segment of people who have figured out that the more negative you are on Twitter, the more clicks you're going to get. And the more clicks you're going to get, the more chances of you getting paid. And I'm, I'm not even going to say, I'm not even going to like contain this to just average, you know, people trying to make a life in media through Twitter. I'm talking about people who actually write for a living professionally know that this is the key. If you can just keep stirring the pot, stirring the pot, stirring the pot, stirring the pot, that you'll get more clicks, you'll get more likes, you'll get more everything you need, and you'll get more money. And so what's happened is that there's just this toxic churning of the same exact crap week in and week out. The Browns win, we're going to the Super Bowl. The Browns lose, we're firing Kevin Stefanski. We're blaming the front office. We're blaming the quarterback. We're blaming Deshaun Watson. You know, it, it's the same eternal recurrence of the same. And it puts the average fan, just average everyday person, into such a tither, right? Because because you're just having your emotions played with. Let's just say you're an average Browns fan and you just want average Browns news. Normally you talk, log into what the elf was that and you get it. But today I'm on some rant. Instead, you get you get onto Twitter, like I can get some quick news on Twitter. You just get angry rant tweets that are designed to make you mad, tweets that are designed to further an agenda, tweets that are designed to get you to follow them so they can get their own money and career out of it. it, it the idea that we're going to actually report football and talk about football is so far gone removed from Brown's Twitter that Getting on Twitter, logging on Twitter really has no usage, okay? Really no point except for the drama. 
it used to be a great tool of, of news, right? You get on there, you get some good news. Now it's just people who are trying to make money off of you by playing with your emotions. It's insane. It, it's ridiculous. But as a podcaster, I have to address the current issues that are going on. And the current issues that are going on are usually defined by some Twitter hero out there creating gr- drama, crap starting, so that they can try to get paid. It's sad. It's sad that this is what the, the Twitter heroes have turned being a fan of the Cleveland Browns into. It's 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 sad. I'm I'm like, I'm like ready to quit Twitter, period. So anyway, back to the Seattle game. Uh, Kevin Stefanski calls it a marvelous game, and I don't even care what you guys think about the third and three. There were receivers open. P.J. Walker just needs to hit his check down, and the game's over. I don't even mind the third and three. I was concerned that if you ran the ball on third and three, that, oh, my God, you're going to get fourth and one or fourth and two, or Seattle was clearly lined up in that play. Just go back and watch the film. Seattle's clearly expecting the run, okay? They're putting in a run blitz with a zone behind, waiting for, you know, a, a run. That That's what they were doing. So the pass was open. It's a very counter move. It's okay. I know my opponent's doing this. I'm going to do this to zig when they zag. People done lost their minds over this. This is football. This is what football is. Okay. It's not player X is better than player Y because in the NFL, unless you're Miles Garrett, everyone pretty much is the same player. Okay, there's some difference in skill level. There's some difference in level of people who work harder than other people. Okay, that's that's what the NFL is. The NFL is a coaching and strategy league. If you want to watch football that's based on my players are better than your players, go watch the NCAA. Go watch college football, okay? Go watch a perfect example is the SEC. They've got about four good teams in the SEC, and they beat up on every other team in the SEC, and then they crown them national champion. I mean, that that's what the game is. Recruit the crap out of people, okay? Pay the best people to play for your college, and then you beat up on every other college. It's not even competitive. It's not even fun to watch. You know, it's not even worth my I – mean, I barely even watch college football. I watch Notre Dame. Because I like Notre Dame, you know, and I like South Bend, Indiana. Okay, you know, I appreciate what goes on there. Just, I'm telling you, college football is not a coach's game. It's a player's game. The NFL is a coach's game. You need a coach who can outthink and outsmart your opponent, and that is what Kevin Stefanski does. Kevin Stefanski, nine out of ten times, will win you a game as a coach as opposed to losing the game. But all I see are people mad holding up Denny signs like Kevin Stefanski is the only one who has a play call sheet. Like what, what planet are you from? Okay. I'm not talking about you specifically, but the people who make a big deal out of this, like what, what planet are they from? Right. Do they not watch football? And, that, and that's a serious question. I, I, I have think that some of these Twitter heroes don't even watch the football game. They just wait for the score and then start complaining. Fire this guy, fire that guy, fire this guy. It's old, people. The Twitter heroes need to be put back in their place. It's time to stop playing with the emotions of the fan base so you can make a cheap buck from Twitter, which probably isn't even worth it 
anyway, maybe could buy you a dinner every other week from what you would get from Twitter, from your angry, hate-mongering crap that you put out there. Then you complain about politicians hate-mongering. I mean, have you looked in the mirror, angry Twitter Browns guy? Have you looked in the mirror and how much hate-mongering you're putting out there? It's crazy. I'm fired up today. What the hell is that? I'm fired up. Well, there's other stuff to actually talk about. Just irritating. It's, It's like the Browns have the gold standard of coaching in Stefanski, okay, and have the gold standard of general managers and Andrew Barry, and all people talk about is wanting to wanting to fire him. And why do they do that? So that they can generate clicks so they can get paid. That's all it's for. They don't give a crap. They probably sit at home and think, oh, we got a great coach. We've got a great, great general manager. Oh, Twitter. Oh, I've got to fire this guy. I've got to fire that guy. They don't really care. They just they just want you to react. They just want you to engage. They want to be an influencer. All this moronic crap that people are trying to make them show my generation, right? All this moronic crap that people go out there and do just so they can make a quick buck or think that they're somehow important in their real life. I mean, my God, like, like what do you do with your life if you just sit on your phone or your computer running on Twitter? What kind of life is that? You, have you ever kissed a girl? Come on, man. Okay, with this, I'm going to go take a Xanax or something and relax. And uh, we're going to pay the bills. And we'll be back. When we're done paying the bills. We're going to talk about actual football stuff today. All right, so hang on. All right, we're back. And in case you haven't paid attention... Today was the trade deadline for the NFL, and the Browns did make one move. They traded Donovan Peoples-Jones to the Detroit Lions for a sixth-round pick. And as you would guess, the Twitter heroes are out there bemoaning this thing to the end of the planet. But I would like to point something out. This is how you churn a roster. Everyone talks about how we need a good GM who like understands roster development and roster management, and we need somebody who can do that. Well, now, if Browns fans... We're looking at what that looks like. And let me explain to you what that means. Donovan Peoples-Jones was drafted four years ago for a sixth-round pick. Okay? They got four years of him on his rookie contract, and then in his fourth year, they turned around and traded him for what? Another sixth-round pick. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. If you could get more than a sixth-round pick, that would have been even better. Okay, but he wasn't contributing. He wasn't really out there. Maybe he's returning a punt, which God knows the Browns need a punt returner. That's who they should have traded for. They should have traded for a punt returner. He's not really contributing. He's not on the field a lot. Cedric Tillman pretty much surpassed him in the death chart. Why do we need him? Why just lose him? Get somebody in return for him. Okay, that's what they did. They literally took a six-round pick used it on a player, paid that player a rookie deal, used them for four years, and then traded them and got that six-round pick back, it's like nothing happened. They literally just churned that six-round pick into another pick next year, and they'll probably do the same thing. You get a pick, you draft a player, you churn them for four years, you trade them off for another six-round pick. It is brilliant. Brilliant. 
And this is brilliantly, this is how you, this is how you manage a football roster. And as a Browns fan, I've been waiting for someone who has been this intelligent to run a team intelligently. And now we are finally getting it. And so this is what happens. Players get traded. Okay. Watch the England Patriots when they were actually pretty good. They did this all the time. They drafted a player, played him for four years, get ready to pay him, get trade him off for a pick. Then you start the same process over with somebody else. This is how you keep your roster going. This is how you keep a good roster. And for everybody complaining about the salary cap this, the salary cap that, this was a salary cap move. Why are we paying a six-round pick when you can get another six-round pick and you've already got a rookie on their first deal that's getting paid less if not, or the same if not less than the fourth-year player? Actually, I know it's less because DPJ got a raise commensurate to his level of play, but we talked about that back in April. But you, you just shipped it off and you get the same thing back. You already have his replacement on the roster. Now you just need to ship other fourth year players around that you can't pay or won't pay or won't can't be can't pay because you got other contracts in the roster. This is how you afford a quarterback. This is how you afford Miles Garrett. This is what it looks like. So everyone on Twitter following the Twitter hate mongers, like complaining about this. This is what we need in Cleveland to succeed. And you're looking right at it. And there are hate mongers out there who are making a gold statue seem like pile of dog poop because they get paid for making you think that a gold statue is a pile of dog poop. Stop. Resist. Resist the hate, people. Resist it. I got to resist it. I need to take my meds. I got to resist myself. So for all of you out there complaining that there was no quarterback trade, I mean, this season and this season's always been ride or die with Deshaun Watson. This whole season will continue to be ride or die with Deshaun Watson. And whatever Deshaun Watson's going through, he needs to figure it out within the next couple of weeks because after the Arizona game, you've got division in division games. You need to beat Pittsburgh. You need to beat Baltimore. That needs to happen if you want a chance to make the playoffs. So Deshaun Watson better get himself straight, whether he needs to go to a shrink, as some people are claiming, whether he needs to get his arm strength back. Whatever he's got to do, he's got to do. He's got to get it on the field. I was in Indianapolis. He was nowhere near ready to play. Last week, we didn't see him. Maybe after two weeks after that, we'll get a good Deshaun Watson or at least someone who can throw the ball down the field, or at least someone who can read a defense. Deshaun Watson can read defenses and make the right throw. The question just is, does he have enough arm strength to make that throw? Okay, let's move on from this. Let's move on to a topic that, again, is near and dear to my heart because, you know, I've been talking about this one for a while, and it's nice now to finally see that there are other people out there who are starting to see what I've been seeing and have been telling you about for a while. And yes, I am talking about once again, the Borg, the Borg are back. We are the Borg. Your culture will adapt to service us. Resistance is futile. That's right. The Borg are back. 
Now, to come to no surprise, you guys have heard me talk about the Washington Commanders and the sale of the Washington Commanders to the Josh Harris group for a long time. And if you remember me talking about this, you're going to remember one thing. The process, right? The process is coming to the NFL. I don't know how many times I've said this. And if you don't know what I'm talking about because you're turning in new again, welcome to What the Elf Was That? This is me ranting about crap today. Josh Harris was the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers when they went through the process. And the process is you lose all your, you trade all your players, you lose every single game you can to get the top picks until you find a transcendent player that is your franchise player that will like carry your franchise. The 76ers did this. They got this guy, Joel Embiid. I mean, when it's a guy named Joel, I mean, I can't complain. I, I would take a roster for a Joel, particularly like Joel Batonio or me or, you know, Joel Embiid. I, I get the, the need to want to tank and do everything you can to get a Joel on your team. So I'm sympathetic. But this isn't what Josh Harris is doing now. I've said at the beginning of the year, the Washington Commanders are tanking this year. You do not set out a fifth round or sixth round quarterback as your starter at the beginning of the season if you think you want to win. You do that because you tank. You don't have Moron as your head coach. And I'm sorry, I can't even think of his name. Ron Rivera. River Idiot Boat Ron Rivera out there as your head coach because you think he's going to win you the Super Bowl. He's not. Okay, newsflash, Ron Rivera and his 1982 style of play is not going to win you a Super Bowl. He's just not, okay? You don't put him out there with no running backs. You got some good receivers with no sense of, like, a quarterback whatsoever and think you're going to be a competitive team. (coughs) Now, I'll hand it to the commanders. They've been competitive, but today Josh Harris had the last word and, and in my opinion has officially begun the era of the process. Today at the trade deadline, Washington traded both Chase Young and Montez Sweat. That is edge rusher A and edge rusher B. Okay, there are certain positions in football, in case you don't know, that you have to have to be competitive. You have to have a quarterback. You have to have an edge rusher. You have to have a corner, at least one, and you have to have a semi-decent left tackle to protect your quarterback. Washington just traded two, two excellent pass rushers. They are not trying to win football games, people. They are tanking. Their quarterback is garbage. Now their edge rushers are garbage. Their secondary hasn't been the best this year. They're in position to tank. They should just put a big tank logo on their helmet. I said this, by the way, back in May that this was happening. This is what's going on. They want that number one pick. And if they don't get it by tanking themselves, they will trade with the Bears to get that number one pick because, my God, the Bears. All right. And they own the Carolina Panthers pick. My God, I thought the Panthers were going to be 0-17 this year, but they found a way to beat the Texans. So they're going to get that number one pick. And this is a chance for the Panthers. Oh, gosh, the Panthers gave their pick to the Bears. This is a chance for the Bears to pick up more draft picks and still pick probably Caleb Williams out of USC, which who I am not super impressed with 
as a Notre Dame fan, I'm telling you, I watched Notre Dame dismantle this guy, and it's not going to take long for NFL teams to figure out how to dismantle Caleb Williams. So he needs to stop thinking about how he's going to get ownership of NFL teams and figure out how the heck he's going to win an NFL football game, but I guess he's got a while to figure that out. So the Washington Commanders are full-fledged tank mode, and if the owners are upset about this because they're not going to put a competitive team out there, they only have themselves to blame. They knew that this is what Josh Harris was about. They knew that this is what he does. He destroys its franchise and starts completely over. And he's going to have to figure out, just like the Browns had to figure out, that the NFL is a competitive league for a reason. And that is, you can't just stockpile people and have them on your roster for 15 years. It just doesn't work that way. You don't sit there and just pay people and pay people and pay people because Unlike the NBA, you have a salary cap. Okay, NBA has a soft cap. Okay, the NFL is a hard cap. You can't just pay everybody market value every single year and pretend that you're going to put a competitive team out there. You have to have a middle class. You have to have premium players at premium positions to be competitive. And the, the, the almost said Redskins, the commanders just traded it. Two of them. Two of them. You know, this is like the Bears trading. Oh, I can't think of the guy out of Buffalo. The linebacker they had that was tremendous came out of the University of Buffalo. What are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Oh, the Raiders. Excuse me. The Raiders traded him. And you're just like, what What? What are you doing, man? What, what the elf is that? You trade the guy for a first-round pick? Well, you want your first-round picks to turn into that guy. That's why you have first-round picks, to draft that guy and keep him on your roster. The the commanders had that guy in Chase Young. Now, admittedly, he's been hurt, but they had that guy as why you want first-round picks on the roster, and they just gave him up for a third-round pick. I'm sorry. If you're a Washington Commanders fan, this is going to be a long, long life, man. It, I mean, if you think the Browns were bad, just wait till this team looks like for the next five years. That's that's bad. And I just hope that the eternal recurrence of the same has made its way to the Washington Commanders Twitter page because, my God, my God, will that be, like, a thing, man. So here's to Commanders Twitter. May you eternally return to Josh Harris and hating on Josh Harris because that's a guy who deserves to be hated on. Not Stefanski, not the Browns GMs. The Browns aren't trading Miles Garrett for a third-round pick. That's literally what the commanders just did. I, Whatever. I mean, the commanders are just like, hey, let's go out there and tank. If you're going to do this, you should have traded all these players before the season started. But I guess that doesn't give you the opportunity to deceive your fans into making you think that you're actually going to want to win when, in fact, you have no interest in winning. Of course, you know, smart, intelligent fans would have seen the fact that you put a fifth-round quarterback out there as a sign that you don't really want to win. So let's finish up with a Browns note. The Browns have been playing their backup quarterback from the XFL, and they're actually holding serve at 2-2. and Okay, That's really all you want out of your backup. If they go 2-3, and you're okay with that. They go 2-3. Four, maybe you should ask some questions. You know, 
the Browns are holding serve right now. It's okay. Stefanski's doing a terrific job. I just wish Browns hate mongers would see beyond their own nose and their own ability to collect maybe 50 bucks a month from Twitter for starting a bunch of drama and, and actually just enjoy watching football. So that's all I got today, guys. Hang on. Thank you for listening to the What the Elf Was That podcast. Please like, subscribe, and tell all your friends to give a listen. You can follow host Joel Cade on Twitter at The Left Guard. 